All right, we are recording. Catherine, you want to uh, kick us it off, kick it off? Uh, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting in the stew. We're recording Vanderpod uh, installment uh, episode ten, I think. TK. Uh, on my left, I have my co-host, my secretary, Will Meneker. Hello. And we're joined by a very special guest. It's Gabby Paella of New York Magazine's The Cut. How's mm-hmm. it going, Gabby? Great. Thank you for well, having me. Oh. We're now on pleasure. our we're now on our sort of bi weekly schedule. I hope you guys have adjusted to Again, it. Don't but worry about it. Don't tweet us about it. I never wanna hear about it. We have another sort of uh double shot two parter episode. Not officially a two part episode, but two parts for our purposes here to unpack for you. And we've uh Gabby is sitting in to uh, help us out with that. So uh, the two episodes on this that we are going to cover are PJs on the PJ and Reptilian Brain. I'm really never going to come around to PJs. I just... I am going to come around to Reptilian Brain, though. Well, that's, 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 mm-hmm. like, that's basically made for you, the <laughs> Reptilian. That was a giveaway to you. It's, it's, it's the word of the week. It's the concept that uh, everyone is excited about. But um, before we dive into uh, these two most recent episodes, I do want to bring up Straight at the top. Oh, is this a reading series? Uh, like, yeah, are this we doing a, a first time uh, Vanderpod reading series. Uh, you know, we can have, we can come up with a different name for it, but <laughs> I do I do want to talk briefly about uh, there was a, a profile of Jacks in New York Magazine uh, today mm-hmm. that um, it was a great profile because it does capture essentially who Jacks is, which is Patricia Highsmith's Ripley character, but stupid. Right. Right. And I also feel like Jax is like fairly seldom profiled. Like I don't, I don't feel like he does a lot of press. Um, and there were just so many good details. That I, and I didn't read the whole thing. I meant to, but there were so many good details about like basically every time there was a, a sound from the road or something, he would like dart around like looking for the origin of the sound. I want to read a couple of things. Uh, the, they quote the sort of producer or showrunner of Vanderpump, who says of Jax. When he lies, he lies authentically. He lies because that is his natural response. So it's a true-to-character lie, which I think is sort of brilliant. Like reptile he's, brain. Yeah, it's, the, it's his reptile brain. Um, and uh, yeah, th- this is how the profile begins. It says, uh, if you know one thing about Jax Taylor, you know that he lies. As I sit across from the model bartender reality star on the porch of a West Hollywood restaurant, it's the first thing I remind myself. Even with his ADD-fueled energy, head flipping back towards the street to investigate every honk, screech, or shout, Vanderpump Rules' leading man seems present, fully engaged. Alert. His, his, uh, his, his face is red. His eyes are wide. He's darting back and forth. His pupils are quite small. Humming with energy. Yeah. He's a reptile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is like a, a large... What, what reptile would he be? Maybe like a Gila monster or something. Gila monster, or like just like a the classic like alligator. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, I can see that. He's um, a he's a woman eater. <laughs> and then this amazing detail, where it says here, as our waitress be- brings the check at the end of our meal, Taylor begins in on one of the strangest anecdote of the afternoon. When he first moved to Los Angeles, he tells me years before Vanderpump Rules, he lived in Westwood near UCLA. He had found a student ID card on the sidewalk and began to use it to access the school's gym. But then one day, on a whim, Taylor decided to rush a frat, posing as the student on the ID. He tells me he kept up the ruse for six months, living for cheap in a frat house he believes was Sigma Nu, while pretending to be a handsome, overly developed underclassman. At the time, he was 26. It was a throwaway anecdote, but it felt revelatory, so I began to dig. According to residents of the frat house, Taylor did not live in Sigma Nu under an assumed name in 2005. The story of a 26-year-old living in a house under a false pretenses for six months didn't ring a bell with other UCLA fraternity members of that era either. Yes, this was almost 15 years ago. Perhaps Taylor did live in some house for some time. A Sigma Nu alum said it would have been much easier to rent a spot in the house over the summer when rules were more relaxed. But why tell this specific story in this specific way in the first place? That is so Jax. That's that's why I love this. It's peak Jax. It's like something, uh, uh, like why on earth would you lie about it? Like it's so it's like detailed and whole cloth a lie probably, and also like pretty easy to fact check. Like it's it's a low it's a no stakes thing, but he's a pathological liar. I that's 
That's why we love him, folks. Do you think it was just he thought that story like made him sound cool and badass that like I pretended to be in a frat when I was 26 years old? Or he believes it. Like I think he's so far down the rabbit hole that he believes everything he says. Well, yeah, people who lie uh, for a living basically are like lying is one of their personality tenets. Like they do begin to believe their own lies, right? Yeah. Also, I'm fascinated by him for another reason, um, which is my grand theory of Jax, is that he has, like, escaped the cycle of suffering. Like, he's, like, transcended it. And, like, he's been canceled so many times that he can never be canceled again. Like, and nobody else has achieved that. I love that. Yeah. He's he's post-canceling. That's incredible. One day we'll all get there, but... How how has he managed to avoid, just by repeatedly being an asshole, that, like, it's just sort of... There's nothing to disappoint, so there's nothing to to, to lose. Yeah, if people find out that you're a jerk in public. Like, what else could he possibly do? Yeah, I know. Like, there are no expectations for no. him anymore. Like, he's done. Uh, he's cheated on everyone. He's fucked the best friend. Like, truly mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel shit. Yeah, Joyce Carol Oates retweeted him once. Really? Yes. I missed that. What, what oh, was it was the tweeting? greatest day on the internet. Okay, it was during the California wildfire. So he posted oh. something that was like, pray for it. And then I got on my feet and it was like, Joyce Carol Oates retweeted Jax wow, Taylor. Joyce Carol Oates good at Twitter again? I don't know. Could be. She might also be post-cancellation, <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, canceling, canceling Joyce Carol Oates is like, is, is boring. It's beside the point mm-hmm. now. Um, and Jax, what was like came through in this profile and part of the reason I loved it was his energy is so strong and so <laughs> undeniable like he just he just radiates uh, a life force which I find uh, very enviable also I'd like to point out <laughs> I also found out today that Jax uh, is going to have a line of premium uh, drink mixers wow the labels look like shit okay, these look wait, so let me see. bad <laughs> The labels are in like affliction t-shirt font. The drink mixers are served in mason jars. Yeah, that looks like a jar of piss. Also. <laughs> <laughs> just, just add roofies. Um, <laughs> it's called Jacks. Just add X, which I gotta say, kind of a weird name for that is a drink that mixer. has not been focus group tested. Um, but again we've talked about this on the show many times before but this is why uh i have to cheer for him you know he's just he's he's like such a unique person there's never mm-hmm. been another one he would is he sexy and unique uh, absolutely okay. without a doubt sexy uh in a in a fading sexiness mm-hmm. kind of way he's not know? a restaurant though so <sighs> he doesn't get the full serve unfortunately he's a fading hollywood beauty <laughs> two of three two of three is not bad though <laughs> two true. of three isn't bad I'm ready for my close-up, Ms. Vanderpump. Um, I just want to... Uh, these are the, the, the flavors of uh, Just Add X premium drink mixers are Berry Smashed, which is strawberry basil. SOB, which stands for South of the Border, which is jalapeno cucumber. Stubborn Mule, ginger lime. And then Blue Teas with a Z, which is blueberry tea. So all of I can't even mm-hmm. choose one of those that sounds appetizing if, to me. If we should we should definitely still buy them sometime and drink them on the uh, pod though. Buy them, uh, Jacks just add X. If you're listening out there, please send a case of premium drink mixers. Uh, care of Vanderpump. Buy them. Now's a great time to tell you I've sunk my life savings into <laughs> investing in this uh, particular endeavor. Uh, uh, I was also observing during this episode. Uh, would really love an update about. His beer cheese, budding mm. empire with Brittany, him googling how to business. Um, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really curious as to how that's going. I'm really hoping we get an update. But uh, I was really happy with these episodes taken together, at least because I feel like the whole season has left me wanting for drama a little bit. Like I was telling someone recently that uh, basically they don't get drunk and like cheat anymore so it's like kind of the drama is a little more mundane but uh we got some yeah in this two episode arc which i loved well they're all like 40 years old so <laughs> i'm just getting tired yeah. <laughs> that's why they can't do that <laughs> they, don't, they don't have the energy to cheat and then lie about it that was a that was a theme in, in the first episode but uh, before we get into the uh the you know the what went down the meat of it uh can we just you you brought up that you had heard a Catherine. you brought up that you had heard a fan theory 
about Lala I, Randall. I cannot stop thinking about this celebrity religion. Like I, I would say, honestly, the pieces uh, are falling. Made into place. more and more sense as we watch these two episodes. Uh, one of my colleagues actually told me about this, and he just started watching the show. So I was, um, you know, really caught with my uh, dick in my hands about this one. But he says the fan theory is that, and we had said basically this whole story about like Randall and Lala, they were drinking really hard one night and she somehow broke a hurricane proof window. <laughs> like something there like didn't quite make sense. And I guess one of the fan explanations right now, which I am buying into 100% buy low, sell high, is that she's not drinking right now because Randall, close friend of John Travolta... Thanks to... Thanks to the movie Gotti, movie of the year, movie 2018. Movie of the year, Chapo, mm-hmm. Chapo's best picture uh, of the year, yeah, 2019. Run, run, don't walk. Don't, don't, I don't know what Chapo is, so don't say that on this, this program again. I can't be associated um, yeah, with that. <laughs> Gabby would this, like to distance herself from I'll, I'll any, any problematic Jason podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, Randall, good friends with John Travolta. Travolta, famous for many things. Uh, one of which, no, don't say it. No, <laughs> yeah, don't God. say it. Um, big fan of massages and also yes. Uh, yes. famous Scientologist. And so the theory is that Randall is also a Scientologist and he's, uh, through his relationship with Lala, Lala is converting to Scientology. And apparently, and of course, this is all hearsay. This is a parody, not actionable. Mm-hmm. This is not. Don't a, sue you know, us. You know, you, know, you know, though, they love suing people, though, for real. <laughs> um, I would just like to say on the record, uh, I think the Church, church of Scientology um, good, perhaps. I'm saying I don't believe these these rumors at all. And, anyway, so and, and if they want to join the Church of the Scientology, theory I think is that, good, and I support them. Yes, the theory is that I guess when you're joining Scientology, you can't drink for a couple weeks because there was just a flurry of e-meter readings, and you know, of course, that's such a scientific, uh, you know, kind of minute measurement that you know any drop of alcohol in your system could really throw those readings off. So she's not. The theory is that she's not drinking because she's converting to Scientology. I had never heard the thing that you had that you couldn't drink before your first like serious auditing session. I, I've, I done, figure... I've done no background research <laughs> into this. So if you know anything more uh, and are not a Scientologist, definitely uh, hit us up because I'm, I'm living for this, as I would the kids figure, say. You know, when they hook you up to the lie detector test that records everything you said, I figured, you know, they'd want you a little bit juiced up. Please do not contact me if you're a, a lawyer affiliated with the Church of Scientology. Right, right. Um, okay. And then one last thing, Gabby, uh, before mm-hmm. we start, who, who, are your, who are your guys and gals? On Van- who's your squad if, in the Vanderpump universe? Who's, who's on your team? And then who are you going to war against? Okay, Peter, absolutely. <laughs> Peter, number one team member. It's, it's so rare that, I've meet someone, is, yeah. that I meet someone who's like, immediately I stand for Peter. Peter, <laughs> to me, has always been the one, like I've come around to him, but Peter's always been the one who's like, there and I always feel like some, but that's why I like him. For. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he has his man bun. He's doing his own thing. He's yeah. like fifty years old. <laughs> I love it. He's definitely old. Yeah, right. This is yeah. A, this is this is like a boutique pick. This is like you know the the Peterheads out there. It's, mm-hmm. like a, it's like a small core, but very dedicated. Yeah, yeah, strong fan base. Lala, absolutely love her. She's a, she's a, she's great a set of episodes Queen. for Lala. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do I? Have? Okay, Jax. Is he's the protagonist uh, of the yeah. show? <laughs> um, I love him and his enormous face that keeps expanding every season. May, um, may and his it, plastic surgery addiction. May it ever continue? Yes, to. please, until it fills my entire TV screen, <laughs> like the universe. Um, oh wait, but I hate hates a strong word because I want them all to be on the show always. But Kristen, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sheena. Ooh, yeah, yeah. This is a very friend, <laughs> very friendly space. Okay, for those yeah, picks. yeah, yes, yeah. Um, James, 
obviously. But he he's also like a force, like a gravitational force for the show. He in you need in as in as much as uh, he's kind of like a black hole. You mm-hmm. know, things uh, go there to die. Yeah, I, I don't like. know how space science works. Yeah, no, so no, no, I'm not makes... correcting you. Um, I'm just I'm just an <laughs> right, astrophysicist. Right, right. Um, my bloody godfather was Stephen Hawking. One of my most one of my biggest recent regrets is that you know Will and I don't really like to do things mm-hmm. on the weekend, particularly not go to the city. Um, but he was DJing at like Irving Plaza or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. in a parallel universe, we would have gone and, you know, 15 year olds would have been all around us. And I'm sure it would have been terrible. Yeah, that but, sounds horrible. But that's what we would have done for this this podcast. Yeah. See, <laughs> I didn't really understand his DJ goals at all. And then I started following all these DJs on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, they like I love Diplo's Instagram. I'm just letting it all out. Yeah, this yeah, podcast. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is my yeah, little this is, space. This is your confessional. Um, and they like have private planes. They're mm-hmm. always traveling. He's making like I don't know 100 million dollars a year. I get it. I get why people want to be DJs now. Yeah, I finally, it's a luxe lifestyle. It. Yeah. and also I feel like and you also don't have actually, to be. You don't have to be talented either. No, all you no. have to do is have an ox cord. Yes. and uh, I also feel like now people are going to see him. I, I it seems like he's a fine DJ. Again, we I don't I think very lowly of DJing as uh, a vocation, and so he seems like a fine DJ. But I also feel like he now has a career because people are going to see him like semi ironically mm-hmm. through the show. So, uh, gotta see, take take it. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, or maybe I'm just reading it as ironic because I've lost the ability to appreciate anything in a genuine non-ironic way anymore mm-hmm. um same um oh and i also hate katie her energy is just it's too much too dark mm-hmm. love the tattoo though think about it every day <sighs> the leopard yeah the leopard prince um that is a hell of a tattoo and i would love to you know i feel like i don't have any tattoos but i feel like people with tattoos sometimes get annoyed about uh, people being like, oh, what's it mean, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she gets that all the time. And she's just like, well, I like leopard prints. <laughs> like, I feel like there's probably no story right. there. But if there is, Katie. Katie, please. love, yeah, please DM. Um, would love to set the record yeah. straight on that. It means barbecue food in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> small, small barbecue ribs. Um, okay, so uh, this episode we... Be, uh, PJs on the PJ, the first episode, we begin with uh, Fallout from uh, the girls' trip and the boys' night, which we talked about on the last episode. Well, when it opens, they're actually just finishing up. They've got like one last wine tasting and Solvang. Yeah, no, no, they woke up from like the, the last night. Uh, the, the boys are at the hotel. The girls are in the hotel. Uh, the girls are in the hotel. Boy, oh, fuck it. They're, but the girls are in Solvang. The boys are back in LA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, everyone it wakes up. It doesn't matter. They're segregated everyone by wakes sex up, still. Everyone wakes up super hungover. Uh, apparently Kristen went even crazier and we didn't see her walking through the hotel at night knocking on people's doors asking for cigarettes who really would have <laughs> come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're that drunk you know you're gonna want to smoke um, Jax of course is hungover and uh, he's remorseful about the girls he's remorseful about <laughs> girls coming over and he's just like I, I feel I feel bad physically because I had too much to drink but I also feel bad uh, morally and spiritually, because because I saw there, another I saw woman. Ladies around. Um, they were, yeah. <laughs> no, please keep going. Gabby hadn't seen. I'm, I don't mean to put you on blast. Gabby <laughs> hadn't seen uh, this episode, so I really was like struggling to capture how insane it was that Jacks like roped Bo into being like. It was really like like a, a, a barely recovering alcoholic or something being like in a room with a drink. He was like, we got to get out of here. You know, it was like really quite weird. And he's waking up still feeling bad about it. Yeah. You know what it reminds me? So I've never seen The Simpsons. Let's add that to the list of things I'm admitting here. Folks, you heard it here first. But you know that gif that people always share that's like... The bushes? No, it's like a guy standing there and these two strippers are grinding up against him and his face is in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. He's just like, there's nothing I can do with all these beautiful women. I know. Well, and he doesn't even interact with them. It was just like, it was so... And there's a line in this episode about basically like... Well, I think one of the Toms is saying to Jax, like, well, isn't it so great, like, not to feel any temptation? And Jax is like, 
yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, indeed. Having to like throw yourself off the balcony to escape other women is definitely like a man who doesn't feel temptation anymore. <laughs> but- Incredible. All the guys at Jack's also feeling, you know, it's not it's not as easy to, you know, drink 12, 13 shots in an hour when you're in your mid 30s and like wake up the next day and expect to do anything, you know, and I just say like that sucks for them, you know. I know it like sucks when you're like dating someone who's like so much younger than you and like still like really spry, you know, can basically like still drink like a college kid and you're like 35 years old, you know, and and like you'll go out on a Friday and like try and keep up with them. And Ooh. then um, the next morning you're like, honey, can you order me some McDonald's? Um, I hope so- I die. I hope I die before I ever get like that. Man. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, so yeah, as we said, Lala is, the, you know, they have their last day in Solvang and they go to a couple of vineyards. Lala's still not drinking, but like, you know, kind of feeling it. Dro- getting she's, that she's dronesing. And she just, she says, uh, you know, Randall, you know, he thinks my thetans go through the roof when I drink. <laughs> uh, no, but she's, she's, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Brittany said that she got sick from drinking. And then one of my favorite lines on the episode, Sheena just goes, do you think you might have an agave allergy? You drink a lot of tequila. Huh? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Kristen, of course, is, you know, recovered from her, uh, you know, last, I'll say last episode, but also her last episode. Um, nice. And wearing oh, a t-shirt that says, I believe in stardust. Same. Um, which it was is the opening for... Her and Stasi to have a heart to heart about you know what's what's really going on with you and Carter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, turns out uh, things are not good. Things are definitely not good there. And it's actually like a pretty tender moment. Like this episode opens, and there are a number of like actual emotional heart to hearts where Chris is basically like, uh, "I'm deeply unhappy in mm-hmm. this relationship," and Stasi. I I stand. She's my queen, but she doesn't always say the right thing uh, in an emotional situation. Is very much like, Kristen, you deserve love, like you know. And it was it was nice, and it was good. And Kristen is like, it's it seems to, uh, as someone might say, get get through to her reptilian brain. Um, but we'll see later on in this episode, or maybe the next, that uh, perhaps it it didn't sink in so much. <coughs> Uh, so yeah, um, Carter is apparently not a morning person and he doesn't want to get up to walk the dogs. And sometimes he, uh, is very short with Kristen Mm -hmm. and he stole her wallet once he took her entire Entire wallet wallet. to Mexico, including her ID. (laughs) Like that is, that is like sociopathic. Mm -hmm. Like that's a deal breaker. (laughs) That's a different friends. That's a deal breaker. Ladies, what are you doing if your if your man (laughs) takes your wallet and passport to Mexico and Will Will steals my wallet? It has two crusty one dollar bills in it. Yo, I'm I'm trying to get that tenth Panera bread sandwich for free though. And my my debit card, which is already overdrawn. it would be a really fun time in Mexico. No, you, no, no. You you have plenty of like you have plenty of those punch cards for like a free coffee or something like that. Don't get me started. Wilding out. Don't get me started on this. I love a good punch card. Um, and then meanwhile, back in LA, uh, this was one of my favorite uh, threads on these episodes. Um, Lisa is hooking up Tom and Tom rather reluctantly on their part with a professional mixologist. An outsider. She's bringing in a drinks consultant. What is her name? Like Sly. Sly. Yeah, she's Sly the cool. mixologist to sort of vet their cocktail menu. Clearly, a like a consummate professional. Like this woman uh, knows what the hell she's doing. And basically, Lisa is drink cucking Tom Sandoval, and he is not happy about it. He well, is cucking both the toms, but Sandoval's the only, well, one, the only who one who seems, cares. Who, yeah. who seems like actively yeah. uh, offended by it because you know Schwartz uh, doesn't really have any skills or vocation. Love you, Schwartz, um, but no. And there's a scene where again there there are a lot of ridiculous shirts in this episode uh, on the toms parts, but they're out to drinks with Jax, and Jax isn't drinking, so he's doing uh the only other thing you can do besides drink i guess if you're jacks which is just stirring the pot and he's saying to the toms basically like 
oh man, like what if Lisa like doesn't let any of your drinks on the menu? You know, like what are you what are you gonna do about that? And basically goading him to the point where Sandoval is like, oh man, you know, uh, maybe I'd walk away, dude. You know, like what would it be then? And Schwartz is like, man, I never really thought about like what if Tom like wasn't a part like what would i do would it just be tom he's like oh i can't just have a restaurant called tom (laughs) (laughs) first of all (laughs) yeah first of all um i i i do love that 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 jack said to them he was like so if you don't get the drinks he was like what exactly have you brought to tom tom the question on everyone's (laughs) lips and sandoval is really pissed because he said he's like look he's like we dedicated months and months to these cocktails and I was like yeah and nothing else like, what the fuck else are you doing like, just sweat I, equity Lisa, Lisa I've been working really hard on this cocktail menu you're just gonna blow you away and they do a great montage part of the reason of bringing in this woman is about like the it's about a business it's the like, economics like, of like yeah. you can't make someone a cocktail that takes 30 minutes to make at a high volume bar and you know like Tom's all of his ideas I, I write down he has the, the diamond ice press I love that one drink foam <laughs> dry which just looked like whipped cream it looks like whipped yeah. cream yeah and like dry ice and he's like if this sly person comes in here and says no to the diamond ice press and the, and the alcohol freezing. I'm walking out I'm the gonna, door. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> um, also, so I haven't been to the bar or seen any of the episodes before this, but is it supposed to be steampunk themed? Is yes. that what they're going for? It's, okay. like, it's like steampunk meets gothic, mm-hmm. definitely. The classic theme we all know. Well, of love. course, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, That's kind of what we're going for in here, obviously. Mm, also. I can see <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> also, really A like- work in progress. <laughs> I also really like uh, Sandoval says he's like he's like we're trying to be we're trying to be the best we're trying to be the best in LA and he's like vodka triple sec strawberry puree he's like that shit doesn't fly anymore (laughs) you gotta step it up yeah all these LA bitches like they demand a higher level of excellence from like a cocktail menu at a Vanderpump bar which they're only at because maybe they'll get to see Ariana (laughs) take a shot he just gets so amped talking about dry ice cocktails. It's his passion, okay? <laughs> Honestly, I, I look passion. at it and I'm like, man, what it must be like to have a passion. I know, you know right? To feel anything <laughs> the way he feels for these dumbass diamond-shaped ice cubes. Well, you know, if they can't do the frozen alcohol and diamond ice cube pressed, that's a deal breaker for him and Lisa. Ariana. Another deal breaker. Not going to have a, I don't know special cocktail inside her pregnancy is what I'm talking about. Uh, that might be a deal breaker for Tom yeah, as If you well. think about it, human reproduction really just, like, it's, all, it's also like being a mixologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave that one right there. <laughs> just Lisa, walk Lisa, right on by. I'm make the pimpest, freshest baby that you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sandoval kind of walks into it with, you know, he was running his mouth off like last episode a little bit at the guys' night, being like, It's a deal breaker if Ariana doesn't want kids. And anyone who's casually watched this show know Ariana doesn't want kids. She doesn't want to get married. And uh, so, so, who confronts Ariana or who, who like leaks this to Ariana that this had transpired? Oh, and, uh, Jax. Jax. Of, yeah. Jax. Yeah, of Jax course, of course. This is, this is what I'm yeah. saying. Jax isn't drinking. He's just, uh, he's stirring the pot. Making drama. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Ariana is like, like just read a feminist handbook and is like, these are all the things I'm going to say. I mean, her choice, but. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's, uh, she, I said during the episode, I was like, she's she's with her for sure. She's mm-hmm. writing in Hillary Clinton in 2020, <laughs> um, as we all should, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also like um, uh, Schwartz is agonizing over what to wear to the meeting with Sly the mixologist, <laughs> and he says, "He's like, I'm, I'm trying to look like a young CEO, like Tim Cook." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that infinity scarf. I don't yeah. know why he's, he's going. He's to trying that. to look like a guy who's treating cancer with green juice. Yeah. Um, uh, and then um, we find out Kristen is actually, despite their sort of heart-to-heart, tearful conversation, uh, Kristen is mad at Stasi for being intrusive 
into the the whole Carter situation. And I think at one point Carter was like, uh, she says, um, it's like I'm just uh, like, you know, I have a teenager. He just plays like, you know, I come home, he's just playing video games, not doing anything. Ladies. And I'm like, Carter, what, what's yeah. what's your handle, dude? He's come listening on. to Chapo. Let's, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's get on that Fortnite. Come on, <laughs> FYM. Yeah, he definitely seems like a Chapo listener. For sure. He seems politically engaged. <laughs> and then uh, uh, <laughs> he's, also. He's in LADSA. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing couples therapy as well. But uh, also, uh, she also said, Car- uh, he's like, to, Carter says to Kristen, you know, first thing you do, like you say I'm mean to you, first thing you do when you come home is just bitch at me for 20 minutes about some shit that happened in your day. And I'm like, Carter, uh, let me tell you a little something <laughs> about what a being a boyfriend is all about. He's a little confused on that. No, it's true. It's like our minimum in my household. We got it right. That's, that's what Thank you're you, old, ladies. That's what you're, also, I'm sorry. I take issue with the idea that you are bitching at them. You know, like complaining about stuff that happened at work, which obviously has nothing to do with your partner, unless you work mm-hmm. with your partner. Uh, you're allowed that. Yeah. What, like why? Why not live alone? Always. Yeah. And you just say like, babe, that's crazy. Yeah, like that's the boy's job. That's, that's all you wow. do. That's wild. <laughs> right? uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that sounds so hard. That's all you have to do. <laughs> and apparently Carter cannot manage this bare minimum. <laughs> it's like, like Chris Rock had a joke about that. He has to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I told you that bitch was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, then we go back to the, uh, the, the meeting with the mixologists. And again, I like this because it was clear that like, again, Lisa is just about that money. And she's like, I don't, she's like a your, I don't want your stupid impractical cocktails that like won't make any money. This is about like, you know, volume. It's and, about turnover. Yeah. It's about, and it's a rare, the show doesn't often grapple with the fact that like uh, they're businesses, they're intended to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about how I was really interested in like, axing the James Kennedy night was like a real economic impact for people. Like girls night is clearly not bringing in the same amount of money. This is another rare glimpse at like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a biz, it's a money issue for you to be doing all these dumbass drinks. And, uh, Sly the mixologist had like her own like branded Sly the mixologist sort of bartending, I don't know. Oh, I missed that. Frock Her name something. is Sly. You're going to yeah. want a branded She's frock. Like a very like kind of butch, no nonsense, uh, lesbian mixologist. Honestly, who's... both of the Toms look scared shitless. Yes. <laughs> As they, they were both been. like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> and uh, there's a real moment of truth where she's she's talking about like training is so important, you know, because you can make the perfect drink and everyone will just fuck it up anyway. And there's a moment of like drum roll, please, where Lisa's like, all right, so you tested their cocktails, the Tom's cocktails. How many made it? And I was really just because, you know, I'm the devil. I was being like zero. Yeah. Because I just wanted both of the Tom's would have burst into tears. But 10 of their cocktails made it on. They are vindicated. The they Toms are. get a they big are. win for classic cocktails like the Alchemy Rose and Castro's Mistress. Who could forget those classic those classic drinks? We're, um, we're very happy for the Toms, though. You know, yeah. yeah. We, I just want them to succeed. We'll have to get one of everything the next time we go because uh, was not tremendously impressed. What did you get last time? I I like begged. I was like, all right. You, what what's the thing to order you know because mm-hmm. they also talk on the show all the time about like special shots and whatever so i was very much like literally sell me a cocktail and a shot i will buy the 18 both and the bartender very nonchalantly was like oh i guess like people order like the doc holiday a lot totally unremarkable uh don't remember what the shot tasted like but i think it was it tasted like fruit salad yeah it was yeah mm. whatever very all very whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah so this episode closes out uh, with another fun barbecue where everybody cries and <laughs> has heart and has like a profound conversation. Yeah, it's just like a fun Saturday about the, about barbecue. Their dying relationship. At Christina, former character of the show, we haven't like, seen her in a while. Yeah, she she got excommunicated, I guess. But yeah, everyone fun barbecue where everyone's crying and like having revelations about their relationships. Uh, we find out. Uh, things are not going good for uh, Lala and Randall. Of course, her man. Her man. Her man. Her man. <laughs> uh, 
Apparently, while Lala was in Solvang doing her dry weekend in wine country, abstaining from even just a single glass of white wine with all, when all her friends were getting hammered, mm-hmm. Randall was back in L.A. partying like a madman. And when she came home, he was like, you know, he was he, he was, was he was blotto. He, was he didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What she said. <laughs> yeah. Would also love to know more about that. I was like, uh, <laughs> wow. Um. So basically, Lala comes back, confronts Randall. Uh, she 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 becomes an SP. She becomes a suppressive person. I mean, everyone on the show is a suppressive <laughs> yeah, person. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the betrayed the uh, no drinking pact, and that is really shitty, though. Yeah, that I'd be. You're mad. gonna try and make your well. If you want to do it together, hold up your fucking end of the bargain, dude. Um, so yeah, I think Lala, he's, I think he's holding up quite a bit of, of this bargain. All right, all right, all right. Sit down, sir. Um, yeah. Uh, so Lala tearfully announces, "Like we're taking a break. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm taking a break from Randall. I've decided to see one of Mark Wahlberg's other took- childhood friends." <laughs> Sorry, he also took her shoes on the way out, yes. like off her feet. He took her, really- her Gucci slides. She <laughs> says Gucci slides like at least a half dozen times at the end of this episode. Just, just a reminder, she's taking the taking the Gucci slides, back. which are not even that good as far as Gucci slides go. You know, were there um, other better kinds of Gucci slides? Yes, definitely. I sure, mean, they weren't loafers. Yeah. They were like the ones with the fur improbably spilling out, you know? Yeah. They look like those like shower slides the eighth grade boys wear. Yeah. They look yeah. like, like the Gucci like, like, sandals, yeah, but yeah. like with some Gucci stuff on top. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, he was just being vindictive on the way out. Just as a reminder, you know, what? Just, you're not going to be getting these Gucci slides, you know, mm-hmm. without me. Uh, but Lala, of course, being Lala, being a boss says you know look he's like i have my own money i can still afford a car i can afford my my rent even though of course he was paying for that and but she's like you know maybe i can't be going on vacation so much but she closes out the episode by saying there's plenty more dick to suck in la to get on a private plane (laughs) it's true (laughs) that ladies that's goals that's goals right there once again we come back to lala's very very you know it's sort of empowered but also highly uh i think she's the biggest feminist on the show <laughs> yeah I key, I key. she is the biggest feminist on the show and i love her for it. she's up front they're all kind of prudish about sex mm-hmm. in their own ways and i think in the next episode uh lala gets pretty explicit about was, uh yeah. how how down she's ready to how, get to uh <laughs> you know get what she wants spoiler alert <laughs> The, the the fight with Randall lasts, I don't know, 12 ten, hours? 10 seconds, yeah. <laughs> and he gives the Gucci slides back, and he's like, I love you, baby. Please come to the premiere of The Row, starring you. The, yeah, honestly, a, incredible scam. You're dating a movie producer, so he basically creates this horrible-looking horror movie uh, as a vehicle for you to star in. It's called The Row, and Lala describes it as a small independent thriller in which she's playing a prude, which is a stretch for me, as she says. She's going against time uh, for her character. Well, but she's a gifted actress, so, Mm -hmm. you know, she can pull that off. Yeah, and then she's going to be in that movie with Al Pacino. You, okay. Big news. I just remembered that, and I remember, I remember, I remember, like, I saw it, and I was like, Lala in movie with Al Pacino. (laughs) Must see. Absolute must see. It looked like a period piece, like, the one image I still, I saw from it, it was like a period piece where Lala was playing, like, a young attorney in like the 1940s like a young female attorney in like the 50s or something and she's like dressed very conservatively she's sitting at like a at, you know at the desk C- just count, like, counselor yeah yeah Christian to approach <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it reminded me of that brandy tweet that's like you have a face that knows text messaging like Lala is not convincing at all <laughs> as a 1940s woman I'm trying to find the picture now what is it called uh oh it's called it has like an old timey what is it oh axis sally it's about a female attorney incredible um, and it comes out in 2020 is it, is so it produced by randall finally we have produced something to look forward to in 2020 the picture <laughs> oh my god yeah she's like sunlit oh this is incredible yeah this is 
yeah. absolutely incredible. So Al Pacino's it's it's on it? it's on Randall's uh, Instagram. So check that out, folks. Right, so Lala is is going to be starring <laughs> opposite Al Pacino. I my kingdom to know what Lala is talking to Al Pacino about, like at the craft services table. Right. Truly, well, <laughs> he's really losing it now. Like he's pretty old. Yeah, he's no, no, really no. old. Uh, there was that news story about like he, he was in some play and they had to keep pausing it and feeding him his lines. Like his brain is totally oh, demolished. No. So I mean that's basically what they say about Jack Nicholson too. Yeah. Right. Jack okay. Nicholson's in like really uh well I mean, they're old. Mm-hmm. Also, Al Pacino has made a million shitty movies despite his uh advanced he's made, age. He's made a ton of terrible movies. In like the last ten years. But however, to get in the, the Randall production, like they may have <laughs> just like, I don't know, lied to him and be like, Ooh, you're going on a vacation now and they just sort of like shuffled him into this scene. Has 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 Lala has Lala hooked up with Al Pacino? Oh my god! I'm so, I'm like say. even putting that possibility <laughs> in my wanna, brain. I'm just, I, I can't, you know, it came in. I had to ask it. Just let that marinate. I don't know. Maybe she gave him a bath. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, That's way worse. That's objectively uh, worse. But like we originally, uh, we we screwed up because you said uh, she's in a movie with Ray Liotta, and then my eyes like became like head yeah. So I was like. Okay. No, it was uh, Italian-American discrimination yeah. on my part. Yeah. Um, however, well, we're, we're used to that here. And also, the <laughs> only Ray Liotta work that I'm interested in now is... Chantix. Chantix. Chantix <laughs> the Chantix commercial made me start smoking again. I swear <laughs> to God. Insurance companies don't <laughs> listen to this, but... Because it made you start smoking again because like the commercial convinces you that, like, oh, here's a pill you can take that it just makes you can quit. Yeah, right. no, I was like, if Ray Liotta did it, I can too. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> incredible. And, and Ray Liotta quit smoking and he still looks that good. He does. Right. He looks great in that commercial. He looks great in the commercial. So much Botox. Like fucking like a like a bulletproof glass Instagram there's, filter. There's Vaseline yeah. all over that. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, we love Ray, Daddy. But, but, but speaking of Ray Liotta and now Randall doing like the Gotti, the mm-hmm. he's like, you know the, he's like I'm a mob guy. I'm associated with the uh, uh, you know trash industry. Randall wishes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an associate. It's like just, yeah. However, that this that reminded me that it is established fact that Martin Scorsese watches Vanderpump Rules. Yes, and is a fan. So Marty, Marty, are you Marty, listening? Marty, come on, come on the First pod. Of all, come on, Vanderpod. Second of all, come. cast Lala in a movie. Also, come meet Marty. Your namesake. That's true. Come. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. Marty is named after Martin Scorsese. He was actually originally it. named after uh, Marlena Dietrich, and yes. then and then I found out he had a he had a penis. Mm. We misgendered <laughs> him. Not that not that biology is um, you know uh, destiny or anything, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, wait, so what do you think the Martin Scorsese Lala movie would be like? What is your dream? Oh situation? man, I mean like. Wow. Well, the, e- the easy answer is to cast her in silence part two. Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> the easy answer is that yeah, I want to see her as as a guma in another classic Scorsese crime movie. Yep. But actually, Catherine is right. I want to see her in the second to last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> I want to see her in one of the Scorsese's, penultimate Temptation like, of Christ, like Kundun part two. I want to see Lala in one of Scorsese's like anguished Catholic religious films. That would be that would be yeah. badass. But all, part two. I mean, you could you could stick Lala into Casino and oh oh God. Without, without missing yes. a beat, without missing it, like make it make a new edit of Casino that just like has Lala. Remove in it. the rat from the Departed and <laughs> replace it with Lala. Oh, that's yeah, that's a Kickstarter I I could back. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, next up uh, we have uh, something about. Uh, Stasi is going to meet Bo's mom. She's meeting the mom. She's, and, she's quite nervous, and, understandably. You know, Elisa, of course, is uh, giving her uh, motherly advice as usual. Which, she which said, is basically don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't just, be yourself. Don't fuck it up like you always do. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa uh, her love is very hard, very tough when it comes to Stasi. And uh, she sort of says, um, she says, like, well, when I met Ken's mom, you know, it took me 25 years to win her approval, but like it was the most mm-hmm. important thing. And then I just imagine Ken's mom was just like a character on Peaky Blinders. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like, you've, you've never done any murders. How am I supposed to uh, 
I don't watch. I don't watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I don't either. I tried and I could not understand anything they were saying. Well, it's just you know, it's about gangsters in Birmingham in like the twenties mm. or whatever. Another big plug for watching everything yeah, with yeah. subtitles. Yeah, you know, if you're over twenty years old, um, to surrender. Uh, we then get um, a very, a very important Tom and Ariana discussion about um, having kids in their future. Which uh, heavy, Ari- Ariana, heavy conversation. Which Ariana just puts AirPods in and zones out on entirely. Well, no, she's she's a, a grade A operator because she already has the AirPods in, and then uh, it, it cuts to her like confessional, being like, "Yeah, I'll just like have them in, and then I'll just continue playing music," and then she just zones out, mm-hmm. and while Tom is actually like in a pretty emotionally mature way for him, being like. You know, trying to t- talk about some really fucking serious issues. Talk about his his future. Talk with about the woman he, he loves. I know, I know. And Ariana is uh, kind of a big bitch to him. Do you think he just like doesn't notice the AirPods though? That's my theory. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm sure they're just so ubiquitous and right. LA, you know, everyone's going around. They've all just got AirPods. Garbage you know? city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Stasi and Lala. Or at like the the salon or whatever, and we do get some amazing Lala and Randall backstory. Uh, oh God, that's not the body part I thought she was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but let's go yeah. for it. Yeah. So, it. It's bleep, so you have yeah. to uh, do some context clues. <laughs> so uh, she's saying like uh, they they met uh, at Sir. Randall came in with his on you know his real life entourage. He was there for a meeting about the row. Yes, about they're like he's I'm meeting with my financiers from the sanitation industry. Yeah, um, and then he sent his assistant over to ask if Lala was an actress and if she could you know show a resume or something. This is literally which, always happening to me at restaurants. <laughs> People are like Lala gave her Instagram of which her like just cover photo is just her ass. Used to be. And that was a big, when she started working, yeah. that was like a huge then, point of controversy. Next, I respect it. Yeah. I personally. do too. Yeah. I, if my ass looked like that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. And the next day she got the call for the audition to star in the row, the sorority slasher flick playing mm-hmm. a prude mm-hmm. and then like stasi was like so like you know like how long are you guys dating or like how did you meet and then uh lala says uh the first night we banged i woke up the next morning and he said would you like a range rover and also she put out on the first date she she puts that out there too and um, she, well, she got a fucking suv and then she got a fucking range rover the next <laughs> so. day i'm like damn i have been giving it away for free all stasi these years like, i've had guys call an uber for me the next day and i thought that was very nice i was very <laughs> i found that deeply relatable mm. i was like damn um and uh this is this is my fucking this is my favorite part though so she tells stasi who's like of course like 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 most of them are all kind of prudes so she's very scandalized yeah to to hear about all this shit uh so she says like sometimes like like we do like he'll he'll just say like meet me at this hotel and i'll put a wig on and i'll pretend to be someone different and i'll just be like i'll be i'm tiffany and they do like role playing where she's like oh like i'll i'll give a blowjob to get a movie part and like she's going on discussing this and she's like oh daddy yeah i'll suck your dick to get in a movie going on discussing this fantasy role play scenario but i was like <laughs> which they've clearly done this isn't fantasy role play this is just your life like I, there's no like where's just- also isn't the bleeped part talking about asshole yeah, yeah. she's, start, she's yeah. talking about ass play she she's, says like you'll it's, it's you one play. of those things where like i'll let you like bleep my Beep, and it's like it's all about ass she's play. Said, yeah, Lala 2020. Yeah, That's honestly, she's talking about butt stuff. You yeah, know? but yeah, frankly, I thought butt stuff was kind of 2018. Yeah, but for Lala, you know, it's different in LA. They're like it a is. year behind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just finding out about the eating ass. Memes, right. It's you know? a it's a time zone thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> Which I and honestly, I would have killed for us like there wasn't enough stassi reaction shot because i'm sure she was just like <laughs> right uh, you know she's like I've, I've i would never probably and also you know lala just talks about it like it it ain't no thing well Which, stassi was again, really... she's I, she's the biggest feminist on the show yeah. to me i she's love sex her positive. she is she's sex positive in a time when uh it's cool to be sex negative if you ask me mm-hmm. um, too much, i agree with that too much sex positivity actually <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were also just discussing uh, being autosexual 
which means that you're only attracted to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've had enough of this. There's no more. Yeah, no more I'm, sex. I'm done with all sexuality. No, no more sex. For, 2019. Yeah, just done. Uh, uh, so the, uh, while this is going on, the uh, the boys go to play around at golf. Uh, as, Jax boy, is wearing, as, as boys are always doing. Jax is wearing a barstool sports polo, so he is um, canceled. No, he can't up, be canceled update, anymore. Update spreadsheet. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Gabby's right. He's and he's uncancelable. They, they talk about the uh, the child issue with with Sandoval and Ariana, and Sandoval at one point says he's like, well, like he's like. I would give birth to a child if I could, but I can't. And then they just underscore to Jax. He's like, that's lovely. He's like, look, he's like, guys, just don't bring it up to Ariana. Like, just and stop he's, asking. He's her. quite earnest about this. Like, stop please. Stop asking her about like having She's kids. She's perturbed it's by this. Out. It's gonna make my life worse. And you can see Jax being like, got it, no problem. <laughs> Not, definitely definitely taking note of this. That again. Um. So we get the, the Stasi and Bo mom meeting. We meet mm -hmm. Bo's mom. And she basically said, like, you know, Bo, it's not about looks. It's about your soul and your personality. Mm -hmm. and I was like, Catherine, stop watching. Obviously, Turn Bo, away. Obviously, Bo is just sitting there. He's got his perfect doe eyes. He's just being so charming. He's the perfect son. He's being a great boyfriend. Um, but actually records their conversation. He's a fucking he, psycho. When he goes to the bathroom <laughs> and plays it back during like one of the one-on-one -on -one interviews. But still, no, I don't. I'm not Team Bo. I love you, Bo. No, he um, like, thank you. Thank he, you. He seems, thank you. No, no, no. Okay. He, I think he's like so normal seeming and handsome, but I feel like if you're entrenched in this scenario, like you fucking killed someone. There's something, there's a skeleton in your closet. Listen, I, until, I, innocent until proven guilty is okay. what I say. Mm -hmm. And perfect, perfect man until proven uh, murderer or canceled. Mm -hmm. He can still be canceled. He can definitely be canceled. I will He has a long way to fall is all I'm saying. <laughs> he, is, he is on a pedestal. As God is my witness, I'm hiring the private investigators. I will be canceling Bo you heard before the end of this Bo, season. Bo, there's a he's putting out a mark on you. Um, <laughs> putting stacks out. On no. Bo. No, I, I, I actually think Bo seems like a, a, a pretty decent guy. Yes. Um, perfect, perhaps? Well, could you know, be. He's pretty decent. Could, could perfect. Uh, really quick, though, DJ Mickey is back. We do get another shot of DJ Mickey spinning I love it. at Sir. I was but, worried he was gone for good. Here is the really funny part of this episode. Um, apparently, Bo's mom just like loves to do as a hobby <laughs> relationship workshops. And then originally, I think like it's Kristen and Carter, and they're like, oh, "Cool, like, normal hobby." Uh, so we're going to do a relationship workshop because our relationship isn't going so well. And I was like, "Okay, that's with Bo's mom. That's you, weird." You still kind of got me though. And then she's like, "Okay." Uh, well, we have all the booze here. All right, so when are people getting over here? And I was like, what? Like, record scratch? What? They're doing a group relationship workshop where you drink with your friends, and then your friend's mom tells you about relationships. The other thing these about that, As you said, yeah. Gabby, these people are like 40. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is factual. But also, like, if I were Stassi and I wanted to impress my future mother-in-law, I would not bring around, like, 20 of my terrible... 40 year old horrible friends I like know. that's the last thing you Meeting want her is enough exposure yeah. if you're Bo, <laughs> right. i think and yeah the, it was it was bizarre and uh she just says like you know group workshops is just something that my mom loves to do she doesn't even charge money and it's like yeah because she's um, not um you know bonded or insured by the state she's, that's actually illegal she's, she's not she's credited, a, licensed you know i was thinking i was thinking hey what if this woman's a, a quack? And then she starts talking, and I'm like, no, this all tracks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, this is, yeah, no, yeah. I was like, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, she's talking absolute sense. And she, okay, this is great. Will, Will has to, she this goes, is made for Will. She goes, uh, like, usually when I do my group workshops, you know, like, I just let people ask me questions about relationships and I'll answer them for you. But for you guys here today, I'm just going to like tell you something. I'm going to learn you <laughs> something real good. And what she proceeded to learn them about was some like half-baked evolutionary psychology bullshit about the reptilian brain, mm -hmm. which refers to like the, you know, lower parts of your brain function that contain the fight or flight response. Left is, brain, right brain, you know, yeah. smooth brain, rich <laughs> yeah. dad, poor dad. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And she proceeds to just basically relate everything to, uh, she's like, when you feel emotionally triggered, 
That's your reptilian brain. If you feel emotionally triggered, but you're like, I like this, buddy, you better believe that's the reptilian brain. That's also your reptilian brain. She's going on in this, like, again, like, really half-baked, just jargon, just hokum nonsense. No, it's all real. But you could tell everyone in that room was like... Ra- like they were, they were, yeah. like they were they were they were wrapped in rapt attention and especially Kristen who is literally I think in her she was like up until today I never knew I had a gecko living in my brain <laughs> the, um, gecko. Yeah, the gecko gecko the gecko gecko whatever I'm feeling um uh you know uh, perhaps manic it's just because the gecko in my brain is just running really fast on the wheel and it was just it's just they all this is like the episode ends of them all just talking about their reptilian brain <laughs> they kept saying they keep saying reptilian and he's brain like, oh, it's my reptilian brain and it's just again like just not getting the concept <laughs> my, my brain is so poisoned though that when someone says reptilian i think of like alex jones and, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Illuminati, like yeah they're, they're, lizard, they're lizard people, people. Like the reptilian the yeah, yeah. Which build the burgers? Oh my god! Do not show any of these people Alex Jones or any like conspiracy YouTube shit. Yeah. Which Jax is in QAnon. Well, like oh, right Jax, Jax is Q. Jax <laughs> is Q. Wait a second. Uh, Tom Sandoval's former music partner, the guy that they made "Let's Touch in Public" that track with, his name is Isaac something. Is a huge QAnon no. person. Is he really He's like out there being like Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg rape and eat? Oh. In a pizza restaurant. Wow. Yeah, definitely. At, at wow. Well, no, he's pod. like he's a semi-major figure in like the Q. Holy shit! Lore I had no idea. Q, You've been holding out on me. I've told you this before. <laughs> it's your reptilian <laughs> brain. Can we, can we, yeah, it's, my reptilian brain. It's, it's lurking in my reptilian brain. You can't. You can't be mad at me for not listening. Um, that's that's incredible. And also, we know Stasi is. Uh, she, I I think she's kind of a conspiracy theorist too. She loves like UFOs and stuff, right. Murders, serial killers. Serial yeah. Killers, well, you know, like every that. every woman or many women uh, have kind of a love for serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, myself among them. Yeah. You know. Who are your guys? Who who are my killers? Uh, d- Ted Bundy. Uh, oh, he, oh come on! Uh, real serial killer. Uh, he, he, no. he, he could get it. Come on. Just just just, just kidding. So basic. Just kidding. I'm doing a bit. Um, no, of course not. Um, I I have to in, consult my serial killers encyclopedia, and I'll uh, bring that back to the next pod. And then uh, finally, to close out the episode, Carter, while wearing a T-shirt that says "Relationships are hard" <laughs> on the back, takes it upon himself to confront Katie and Stasi about like, "Hey, um, stop talking shit about me. You're you know poisoning the relationship by like you know just sort of like and basically we fight because poison in the we f- yeah of, we uh, fight Kristen. because you guys are talking shit about me to Kristen who's like so impressionable mm-hmm. I guess and this is of course all in the context of you know light party talk at the relationship uh, advice party with uh, Bo's mom and then Kristen and Stasi get in a fight and then Stasi like sort of stalks off. And then this fucking Tom Schwartz is going to Bo's mom. He's like, "Should I de-escalate? Should I de-escalate right now? I don't. I'm bad at de-escalating. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hang." And back. oddly enough, Bo's mom has nothing to say <laughs> about that. No she literally doesn't say anything that's on tape. At least uh, she doesn't even re- mention what's going on in their reptilian brain. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Really? He's asking you a very practical question, and uh, where are you on this?" They need to move on. They need to sort of evolve from the reptilian brain to the gorilla mindset. These, yeah, these are these are similar sh- uh, streams of energy for sure. Uh, similarly, um, fraudulent lines of um, drivel. No, they're all real. It's all real. And then, you know, Kristen at the end is just unable to de-escalate the reptile situation. And we go into next week's episode. Do you remember any of the, the highlights from uh, the next week's clips? Mm. Uh, well, they did, between these two episodes, they did like a, we must be at like the midway point because they did like what's still to come on the season, which is always great because it's just a highlight reel of all of the fights it's going to be Sandoval versus Katie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Schwartz versus James Kennedy. Schwartz versus Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That's going to blow the fuck up. We're going to have some more Billy drama. We're going to have uh, James, Lisa being like, actually, James, maybe you're never coming back to Sir. What else? There was Brittany crying in her wedding dress. Oh, Brittany crying is... because she looks... Yeah. Her, she literally says, my body looks so good in my yeah. wedding dress. And I was like, 
damn girl. Yeah. She's autosexual now. Yeah, she's autosexual. <laughs> I know. It was it was very it was it was goals to me. Um so basically there's a lot to look forward to. And um, you you mentioned Billy. Billy did have a tiny brief appearance, I think, on at the on the first episode we talked about. No lines. I think she literally I, just no, no, appeared. She did have one line. She was hosting some sort of equality event at Pump. Yep. And she was introduced and she said She's like, you know, I came here, like, I started from the bottom, and it came from the ground up to get here. Like equality, <laughs> which depends on... I missed that entirely. Damn. Yeah, I missed that. E- equality started from the bottom, now we're here. Now we're here, now we have um, equality. No, not yet. Yeah. Eventually, someday, we will be here. If we just keep hosting fundraisers at Pump, uh, equality can be ours if we want it. Well, that does it for... Uh, these episodes of Vanderpod. Gabby, I would like to thank you for uh, sitting in with us and joining us. Thank you, guys. Such wonderful company. Uh, and uh, until uh, some week in the future. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, for the next two weeks, Catherine and I will be doing, uh, actually leading a relationship workshop, uh, sort of relationship workshop retreat mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, we learn about um, badger brain. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a system for being in a relationship. You have to. It involves digging a lot of holes and uh, eating small animals. Ooh, digging my way out of a hole. That sounds like being in a relationship. Hey, oh, right, hey. Right, right, right. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.